Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Be sure to add Love You Mean It in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're having on a medium. If you guys don't know what a medium is, it's basically someone that can contact deceased people. I guess that's like the most basic definition. There's a lot of variances in gifts. It really depends on the individual. So we're going to let Kate talk about what she does and like how it works for her. But yeah, so we basically talked to her. It was really interesting. I feel like I learned a lot. We kind of talked about it in the episode, but I feel like everyone kind of has the stereotypical like Long Island medium of like what they Mm -hmm. think that mediums are, but that's definitely not the case. Obviously, some parts of it are but it was really cool even getting to hear her talk about like consent when it came Mm -hmm. to like reading other people because obviously like she can see or hear stuff or even feel it at all times but like not everybody's ready to hear it all the time yeah i think that was a really good point that she made so just a little background info i guess i know kate like personally like my family knows her she's like a family friend kind of she actually met my aunt first she's done readings for both my aunts my mom my sister she's done like a lot of people in my family she talks about this guy named david that's basically that's just my cousin that passed away i think like coming up on like 14 years now he was with his girlfriend in the car they just got in a really bad car accident and they both passed away which was pretty tragic so if you hear her talk about david that's who she's talking about because i think she references him a couple times and so just wanted to clarify that but no that was some good clarification because like a like a lot of the talk in the beginning Mm -hmm. like centered around that because we were kind of like setting the scene also Mm -hmm. and just like letting you guys know how she had a connection to your family yeah so that's just basically like a quick summary of my life so if you guys didn't know if you guys are for some chance new to the podcast meg has cried on the podcast before (laughs) i think like twice but this was my first episode that i cried on the podcast because if you guys stay tuned to like the last five minutes i know that's kind of annoying like stay tuned to the end but like honestly if you stay tuned to the last five minutes she did a reading on meg and i it wasn't really like a reading we just basically said like do you have anything that like you want to tell us Mm mm-hmm And she basically just gave us like a very brief, like little message from people in our lives. I guess we'll just get into our segment. So if you're new here, this is a Loving Unit podcast and we always want to spread the love, but we also want to talk shit sometimes. So we we talk about what we're loving and what we're hating and we always get the bad shit out of the way first. So what I'm hating this week is seasonal depression, aka seasonal affective disorder, aka sad. I just think the abbreviation for it sad is so funny it just makes a lot of sense it's just so ironic i love it but basically like i don't know i feel like most people get this to a degree it's just like if you live in a place that gets colder if you get snow there's just like less sunlight and you kind of just feel depressed you kind of you might feel like you have like cabin fever or like you just don't really want to like get up and do things it's really just because of the cold and the weather really affects us and so does the sunlight it affects your circadian rhythm and all that stuff i already have like regular depression 
but it definitely gets worse in the winter. So I've just been struggling with that recently. There's really nothing you can do for it. Just wait for it to get warm again. Not like with like clinical depression or like anxiety where you can like take medication or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, definitely wouldn't, obviously this isn't like a cure-all, but vitamin D. Yeah. That's definitely been proven to be helpful. I think like going for walks and just like doing, like I went for a really nice walk on the beach yesterday. That was really nice. It was at nighttime, but it was still really nice. Yeah, I definitely have to take some vitamin D because I'm a thousand percent deficient in that. I mean, also, I'm just deficient in general, so yeah. I, I have to take it every day. This is just interesting for me because I posted this when it started like getting cold on our Instagram. If you guys follow us at Love You Mute Podcasts, you should follow us if you Love. don't. But I posted this, maybe I'll repost it as like a joke, but it was like, I can't wait for my seasonal depression to meet my quarantine depression and my regular depression. So and funny. that... I just like I knew that that was gonna be me so I that's why I posted it and like now I'm like literally living it and I'm just like wow this is like pretty real yeah there's just a new layer of complication this year mm. hopefully it's not here next year but yeah yeah I'm just chugging along but yeah. what are you hating what I'm hating this week is so funny we're currently recording this episode on a Friday night which is so funny like I just think about us like pre-quarantine it'd be like Friday we'd be like going out to dinner or like going to like a bar or something yeah this is what we do now and now we're recording a podcast podcast and then i'm probably gonna edit a youtube video after this and maybe we'll watch something later yeah <laughs> this is our life that's our we're movie. like what are we watching tonight that's like literally the most exciting anyway but what i'm hating this week is so we're currently recording this on friday as i just said and on tuesday i went grocery shopping and i went to trader joe's they bag my stuff for me and they normally like double bag it but she only put everything she i had a lot of stuff and mm. she put it all into three single bags interesting which they never do i've never had them not double bag ever she puts it in my like my cart and she was like when you pick it up like grab it from the bottom or just double bag it right and i get to my car and one of the handles is already broken and i was like okay great so i was like i'll bring the other two up by themselves and then Mm -hmm. i'll like come back for that one and like it's three bags so it's not like you can just bring them up in one trip like you have to do two and Mm -hmm. we live on the third floor of an apartment building so it's like not really my vibe you know i brought up two of the bags and i'm like carrying them by the handles and like as i'm going up the stairs you know when you can like kind of like predict this kind of stuff happening like you'll be walking up the stairs and you're like i'm gonna drop it oh like Like, oh wouldn't it be funny if this happened yeah like you're like it's not even like i felt the handle breaking or anything i was just like i'm gonna drop it so i go up to the first flight i'm like okay okay whatever and with this kind of stuff too i just like hold it kind of close to the ground anyway so that if it does fall but i was walking up the second floor and i got like halfway up the stairs and then the bag broke and so it literally tumbled down thankfully the only thing i had in there was like well, there was like other stuff in there, but the only breakable thing that I even had in my whole entire grocery cart was of course eggs. Mm. And so the whole 12, like the carton of eggs falls down the stairs oh and God. our hallways are carpeted. I still see the stain. Thankfully it fell, but it when it fell, the container was closed. Four of the eggs broke, one egg white like leaked under the carpet. Mm-hmm. But thankfully the container was like shut. And then I had to like run upstairs and like Meg's boyfriend was like leaving to go to work. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god i was like i just broke like i just dropped all my eggs down the stairs and he was like oh my god i'm sorry i was like when you leave like go look at the bottom of the stairs and like you'll see it so yeah i'm kind of hating that because like they were like new eggs that i haven't tried before from trader joe's and they were a little bit uh cheaper than normal but they were really good and i'm kind of sad that i lost four of them but what are you loving this week what i'm loving this week is costco i love tiktoks about costco 
I love going to Costco. I love shopping online at Costco. It's literally just my favorite place in the world. I had to go get a couple odds and ends today. I had the day off. So I, you know, went to Costco as one does. <laughs> went to Costco. And I just love it. It's it, so great. It just, I find the coolest things. Every time I go, I find new things. I spend way more than I should, but it's okay because I love it. I love their pre-made food. I love the Kirkland brand. I love everything. And what really made me happy today was that I got a wreath. It's Um, so pretty. It smells amazing. They have the most beautiful wreaths and they're only like $18. That's not bad. And so, yeah, I'm just really excited. I hung it on our door today. Is it like real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's a real. Oh, fake ones are way more expensive. They're like $60. Damn. But it kind of makes sense, though, because, like, it's almost like an investment. Yeah. Like, in a couple years, it'll be worth it what you would pay for, like, a fake one or a real wreath. Yeah, like, Same with trees. I was gonna say, it's like with our Christmas tree. Yeah. Some of them, like, I feel like they're usually, like, $70 or $50 or something like that for Mm -hmm. a real tree. And then, like, fake ones are usually, like, three to four hundred, sometimes more. So, within a couple years of Christmas, like, it's basically paid off. Yeah. If you think (laughs) about it like that. Yeah. It's, like, a long-term investment. Um, I guess Christmas is just fucking like monetary. I'm like, what's I don't our know. ROI? Our yeah, exactly. I was just fucking Shark Tank. I'm literally Mark Cuban. Speaking Holy of Shark shit. Tank, get the comfy. I've oh already talked about it 18 times. I love it. The soggy kind of thing. It's like a sweatshirt and a shirt on the inside, micro fleece on the outside. Just the best thing ever. You can actually get that at Costco. It has since been <laughs> sold out. Really? Yeah, but they do have it online. You can get a two-pack okay. for $40. Nice. Yeah, and if you're not a member, you can still shop at Costco online. I thought of you the other day, which I know this is in, in like this is inaccurate, but I thought of you the other day because I saw that TikTok. It's like if you haven't gotten dick in a while, and it's like a girl wearing comfy with her blue light glasses, and I obviously know that's not Why you. Why is that actually but, me? <laughs> but like the girl watched, like, and then the girl flipped the camera onto herself, and like she was doing the same thing. I was like, okay, me. I have to say though, getting some dick and then putting the comfy on afterward is. I'm blocking peak. you. It's literally peak. I highly recommend if you can. Obviously, do it safely in this time. <laughs> And these unprecedented times. I can't wait for shit to be precedented again, bro. No, like, I've been working as, like, a social media intern for the past, like, three weeks or so. And I, like, I obviously have to do, like, social posts for, like, different brands. And, like, the amount of times I say, like, unprecedented times and stuff like that. It's just, I could gag, honestly. Like, I've been planning this one brand's, like, I think, like, their January content like their content calendar is what I'm on and like I've been doing like New Year's posts and I'm like oh, God. Oh. I'm like happy 2021 and like Ew. I'm like I hope it is one <laughs> our friend Ariel hi Ariel you're definitely listening but she sent us a text this morning of if you guys didn't know we had like I wouldn't call it a rager but we had a pretty fire New Year's Eve party last year and one of our friends got so drunk that he like threw up in our bathroom and, and like- tore our shower curtain <laughs> off the because he fell in the bathtub twice twice (laughs) but um literally he's i would highly recommend him for any party because he cleaned up all the vomit and i didn't even notice i didn't know he was blackout he was blacked out he was we were playing beer pong and he was swaying back and forth with his eyes closed yeah but like our best friend ariel sent that picture to us today and she was like where are these vibes and honestly i want to know he the fact that he just cleaned up i'm not even mad no i wouldn't have even known had it because like the only reason we knew something happened was because the shower curtain was down well yeah and then 
It literally but, was like a game of Clue. But I didn't know who threw up. I didn't know he threw up at all. You no, couldn't even tell. Because like nobody knew. Obviously when you're drunk, like you sleep like shit. And yeah. like you're waking up every few hours and like there was like maybe like eight or nine people that had slept here and like everybody had gotten up to go to the bathroom <laughs> at one point during the night and was and saw the shower curtain and was like uh, and then just like went back to bed and didn't say anything. So I just thought it was really funny. But what I'm loving this week is just pretty simple. It's just my Laneige lip mask. My lips have been really dry because it's been so cold. And it's just the go-to. Our friend Ariel, who I was just talking about, she got it for me for my birthday this past year before the whole world shut down. Ew, please stop. <laughs> and it's literally my favorite. Like, I still have it. I'm surprised I haven't gone through it because I use it almost daily. But it's just great. It's really great for when it comes to it being so cold because it's a lit mask. Mm-hmm. So technically, you could just, like, put it on when you're going to sleep. But I'm that bitch that, like, uses it as a lip gloss or something. Okay. What but about it? But it's perfect. I guess without further ado... We'll get into the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, all that stuff. And we'll be right back with Kate. Thank you so much for coming on. We've never had like a medium before. Yeah, this is cool. I love sharing my gift with whoever wants to hear me. Whoever doesn't think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> that's always a thing too. People think I'm nuts. And like, I promise you I'm not. I'm yeah. not crazy. I'm really actually, I'm a mom of, with four boys. Oh my god. A wife. Yeah. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a normal person like everybody else. Oh I just god. talk to dead people for a living. It's you know, <laughs> kind of like Yeah. It's really some people <laughs> teach classrooms and some people work yeah, on I computers. Just, yeah, I just talk I just to talk the dead. to the clouds. I just talk to the dead. I talk to the trees. They talk to me. Let's talk to animals. They talk to me. Yeah, she literally can communicate with animals. That's sick. Isn't that so cool? Obviously, this isn't the same thing, but I grew up watching the Long Island media, so I feel like I know a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's funny because I followed her for a very long Mm -hmm. time. My teacher was always very clear with me about getting permission Mm -hmm. to read people. And that she didn't love that about her. You don't know where somebody is in their healing Mm -hmm. when somebody dies. I read people every day, like at the grocery store, at the doctor's office. But I also have to remind myself that if I were to open up a can of worms that somebody wasn't ready to open, my gift might not feel so much like a gift. It might feel like I open it up and like, okay, nice seeing you. Take care. And now they go home and like, I wasn't ready to talk about that or I've, you know. So the one thing that I was taught was that you always, always should get someone's permission to read them. That's, and so when somebody comes into my office or somebody purchases a session offline, that is my permission to read them. Sometimes I feel compelled to give messages and there have been a few times I've done that very few, Mm -hmm. but it was the right time, the right setting. I had enough time to like talk to them Mm -hmm. and like wrap it up and not like, hi, how are you? So yeah, your mom, I know you just lost her last week. She's, she's okay in heaven. And like, all right, gotta go. Sorry. My kids, <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry. in the back seat. Oh. Like, no, I love that though. Like the whole consent thing. Cause I didn't yeah. even think about that. Like she just goes up to people and That's... like fucking Trader Joe's and she's like, Hey, <laughs> so like, I heard about like your brother. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I'm getting a male presence. <laughs> right. And that's what's that's like, so you know, anyone who's intuitive in this way, I like to say that there's different channels of mm-hmm. intuitive knowledge or intuitive ways of being. I think some people are very gifted in like the psychic realm. 
I wouldn't say I'm psychic, like I can't tell you your future, but I have definitely predicted things that have happened unknowingly. Gosh. So like I was wow. sitting with, with this woman and she had a teenage daughter and I kept on saying, who is the baby? Like, what's the baby? And the oh mother kept saying, I hope it's not her. She was pregnant. Oh my like, God. The, but she didn't tell her mom <laughs> until the car ride home to be like, well, mom, I wasn't going to say anything until like I absolutely had to but like she brought it up and so the mother like emailed me and was like mortified and was pissed actually that I brought that to fruition but I'm like I didn't know I just heard it girl you were gonna find out anyway like (laughs) sooner than later right sooner than later you were gonna find out exactly so things like that have happened I'm always picking up information I like to say I've always been the weirdo I've always been a weird person Mm -hmm. I'm kind and I can blend in with a crowd but Mm. when I really want to be myself I am weird as a young kid we lived on a dead-end street in Milford and I recall about being four years old and my mom was a very free spirit she would let me be myself whenever I wanted to be I refused to wear clothes and I always went down there to talk with my Indian guides and I would have my own powwows oh with sticks God. and stones and feathers at the end of our cul-de-sac naked as a four-year-old. My mother was always like, oh, uh, this is great. She's talking to her guides. My dad, who ran on the other side of his brain, was like, Mary, do not say that that is normal because that <laughs> is not normal. And so my mom was a really huge factor in my gift in the sense that she gave me a comfortable space to learn more about it and be comfortable in it. As I got older, I realized this was weird. And when I'm about eight or nine years old, I realized other kids don't see these people that I'm seeing. I don't hear these people that I'm seeing. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just not. And I basically told the universe in an eight, nine-year-old way, like, I'm not doing this anymore. So it kind of shut off. Wow. Not a hundred percent, but a lot. And then my mom got sick in my sophomore year of college. I was Mm -hmm. 20 and she ended up passing away when I was 21. And that's when she basically told me one of the reasons for her crossing in my existence was to help other people deal with deal with their grief. And I didn't really understand what she meant because I was saying, how am I going to take my mother's death and make it something like some beautiful Mm -hmm. awakening? She was so clear with me about that. It wasn't until about two years after she died that she actually appeared right in front of me in her garden. Wow. And she was like, Kate, there's going to be a day where you're going to need to take this anger and this sadness, and you're going to find a channel to put it in and you're going to heal somebody. And I just looked right at her in her face because I remember this. I was pulling weeds in the garden. And it was so, it was, I was having a really hard day with it. She literally just appeared and she looked, and I looked right, her, her, I remember right in the face. And I said, mom, you're crazy. There's nothing that's, that's healing about this situation. I hate being dad's wife. I hate being my sibling's mother. I hate, I hate that you're dead. Like I was in such a difficult space. And she said, well, Kate, just don't you worry. I'm going to be sending the right people into your path. And then she disappeared. And about two weeks later, we were supposed to go see a shaman, my dad and I. Mm-hmm. We ended up going to the office. This is where I believe there are no accidents and everything happens for a reason. The shaman canceled, but nobody let us know that. And so we got there and it ended up being a medium who was there. And she was going to read my father and I, but she walked out the room, looked right at us. And so this is somebody we've never met before. We didn't even know we were going to see her. We thought we were seeing the shaman, which is a totally different channel of Mm -hmm. healing. It's a totally different. It's not a medium. 
she walks right out and says, yeah, your mother's Mary. And my dad and I look at each other and my dad goes, did you do, did the guy tell you about us? And she goes, what guy? He's like the shaman. Did he tell you? And she's like, I don't know who I'm here today. I I don't know who the shaman is. And she looked right at me and said, because your mother sent me to you. She's like, you need to take this grief and do something with it. And I'm like, what the hell? And so here I am like already, I already know. I already know what's happening. I'm totally denying it because I'm like, this is not actually happening to me. We got into that room and she was so clear with us. She was going to be dead forever in the, in this human existence, but she was so alive in spirit and that it was my, basically almost like my mission, one of my missions on the earth to help people deal with that aspect of death. It's not all bad. And I can say that from losing people of all different connections to me. It's not all bad. And people often think as the medium, this is the other side of being a medium that's hard, is because you're so connected to spirit. When a death does happen, the medium isn't upset or doesn't, it doesn't really bother them that much because they can just connect with them. And that is not the case. My bet when my best friends died suddenly and I became a human like everybody else. I was yelling at the sky. I was upset. I couldn't hear her. I couldn't see her. I was like getting frustrated. It took like a year for that grief to kind of subside before I could actually connect with her energy. So it's interesting how when you have this, everyone has an innate gift of intuition. Like if you're alive, you have a soul. Right now, if you're living, you have a soul. So if you have a soul, that means you're intuitive. But not everyone decides to take an intuitive journey or an intuitive path the way I have to come to these knowings and to come to this, to come to this place that I am now. I've been reading for professionally for 15 years now. You want to hear the kicker? Went to school for social work, yeah. graduated with my social work degree, mm-hmm. worked at a psych unit for 15 years while doing readings on the weekends. And then I had my son, I had to stay home. And I said to the angels, listen, I, I can't work there anymore and have a baby. So they're like, okay. And I said, June, let people get back in touch with me. Literally no one talked to me for six months. All of a sudden in, in June, I started getting emails. Are you still doing readings? I didn't make an announcement or anything. I just said, cause I didn't know like what I was doing. I just said to the universe, have people start contacting me in June. I'll be able to figure out what my deal is then. And then I got an office. Here I am five years later. So, you know, it's it's something that I like to tell people who are interested in the metaphysical world is that the universe is always listening. So watch your thoughts, watch how you're speaking to your world. I always speak in abundance. I never worry about, I'm not going to have enough time, enough energy, enough money, enough things, Mm -hmm. because I already know the universe has it for me and the universe always delivers. It's important for anyone who's listening, understand that truth. Like, have you guys ever heard of the secret? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. People think it's easy because they say, well, I'll just tell the universe what I want and the universe is going to give it to me. The thing about the universe is that it listens to the energy behind what you're saying. So if you're saying to the universe, I want to be a millionaire. But as you say that statement, you say to yourself, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to be a millionaire. The universe hears that. The universe does not hear our spoken word. It hears the energy behind what we say. So if somebody's like, I'm always in relationships that are, you know, so, you know, dysfunctional, Mm -hmm. you're telling the universe to put you in a dysfunctional relationship because you're, you're proclaiming to the universe. I want to be in a dysfunctional relationship. Even if you're saying, I'm never going to be in a relationship like that again, but energetically, you don't feel like there's another way to be. 
So that's what the universe hears is sort of like the inside of what you're saying. It's just interesting how everything is so super connected. Spirit wants to connect with us. It's a cool aspect. I'm a really oh. deep person. So this is something that's yeah. like really hard for people. No, <laughs> no, God, no, not, not, not you guys. Yeah. yeah. I sometimes wish I could be normal like everybody else. So like, I wish I could be completely normal and like have like a very surface conversation with somebody. You ever hear that, that phrase, you walk up to the cashier who hasn't said anything to anybody and there's been a line of 20 people. And then all of a sudden that cashier decides to tell you what they had for dinner, how much their life sucks. Yeah. The person behind you starts talking to yeah. you. That right? me all that's, the time. That's Meg to a T. Oh like, my God. Person, I just, like, people just shit on me. Like, honestly. Like, people like, give her everything. Like, oh my God. I'm like, okay. Well, because you're a deep person. And so mm-hmm. there's a depth that their energy knows it's safe to like converse with. Mm-hmm. And that's me. And so like, I can't just go out to eat like everybody else and like sit there and have dinner. I can try, but I'm like, everyone that walks in, my husband knows too. And I'm about to like go somewhere. He's like, Kate, we're here to have dinner. We're not here to talk to the waitress. So we went out to eat a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And on the way there, I said, my mom's been sending me all these twos, like things in twos, like two mm-hmm. birds or two, two, two on a license plate, two twenty two on a clock. I said, she's going to send me something at the restaurant. He goes, I hope it's not food poisoning. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, yeah, hopefully it's not food poisoning. We get to the table number. She puts the table number on a thing and we're at table 222. And I was like, see, she was sending me the, the table number and I hadn't noticed it till we were leaving. It's 222. Oh, that was her. I'm like, he's like, oh, good. So you're not going to die of food poisoning? I'm like, no, she was just showing me the 222 as a symbol. So cool. So cool. But I kind of want to like set some like background for everybody that's listening because obviously like listening to that everyone's definitely like on the edge of their seat excited because I am but we wanted to kind of just like have you give like a really quick like elevator pitch because I mean you kind of gave some background there but maybe Mm -hmm. just a quick elevator pitch about like who you are what you do. My name is Kate Howe. I am a CT medium over in Salem, Connecticut. I currently practice out of my office in Salem, Connecticut, and I'm offering now Zoom sessions just like this or phone sessions. And I've actually been reading people across the world and across the country, which has been so cool. I offer services of connecting with your loved ones. Now, with that said, I connect with animals. I connect with pets. I connect with even angels. Sometimes the angels will come in I connect with spirit guides. But when you come to speak to somebody like me, you're coming to me to try to connect with your loved ones who have crossed into heaven. They come in all different ways. They come in all different kinds of symbols, pictures, words, songs. I hear and see a lot of things. Now sort of venturing out to be a spiritual mentor to a lot of people. I've been having a lot of people over the last couple of years asking me when I'm going to be starting to teach how to be a medium or how to be more intuitive. And so now I'm offering life coaching, spiritual life coaching um, courses and an advanced mediumship training over like an eight month span. So I have about 20 students right now and it's been so cool to sit with them individually. We're doing mostly Zoom because of what the times are right now, but I do have some in-person sessions. And during some of my in-person sessions, I'm also Reiki certified, Reiki 2 certified. So I'm doing Reiki on my clients to help them also sort of deepen their intuition. So something I just wanted to mention. So we, like, I, I've actually never met you before, but like we are, like my family knows you. And mm-hmm. I just wanted you to kind of talk about like how you met my Aunt Julie a little bit. So 
let's talk about how things are totally connected. Yeah. I happened to move to Salem eight years ago, met the love of my life at a, well, we met online and then we met at a coffee shop and I had to break the news to him that I was a medium, but I wasn't crazy. And so it took about like four dates before I could figure out how I was going to play it to him. Long story short, he was like, okay, as long as you're not crazy. I'm like, I'm really not. I just do something very unconventional. Moved to Salem. At the time, my father was CEO of Liberty Bank. Mm -hmm. And so- I happened to go to the bank as I started to get busier and I'm mailing things out, gift certificates out, Mm -hmm. cashing checks, that kind of thing. I happened just to sit with your aunt Julie one day. Mm -hmm. She pulls up my name, obviously on the computer. And I'm pretty sure at the bank, there must be some like huge banner that goes across. It's like family of Chandler Howard. Like, and so all of a sudden I see her, she's like, is your father Chandler? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm used to this. And of course the day she's, she decide like I decide to go there and we, this whole exchange starts to happen. I have just like come from the gym. So I look like a hot mess. I was trying just to blend in with the crowd. So then it, she said that and all the other tellers are like, Oh my God. And I'm like, Oh, great. Okay. So as we, we started to strike up conversation, I started to go there more regularly and your aunt Julie said, Kate, I was at your mom's funeral. I was oh, like, you were? She was like, yeah, because your dad was with Fleet at the time. Somehow, some way, don't ask me how, she was connected to my mom. She knew my mom. She knew a lot about her. Uh She knew who she was. I think because my dad's in the banking world and he might have been like a speaker at at a dinner or something, or I just, but somehow she was there through the whole process. So she knows, like she saw our whole family. Then I walk in one day and well, actually- when I would walk in, I would see her father standing behind her, oh, like consistently. I'm like, I'm at the bank. My dad runs the bank. So I, I have to be very like, I can't mm-hmm. let people think like I'm nuts. And then like, yeah, I'm giving a reading in the middle of the. Yeah, I'm pulling yeah. out. <laughs> so I ended up like just men. I just said to her, I'm like, you know, every time I come in here, your dad's always talking to me. And she's like, what the fuck? he is. <laughs> I'm not actually, I'm not surprised. And so then we started talking a little bit more. Then she asked me to come to the bank and do a reading for her like Mm -hmm. after hours. And your cousin was so present. I I kept feeling like there was somebody else with him that was his age. And so I kept saying to her, I was like, who's with David? Like, is there someone else who's like with him? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is this another friend? And she goes, well, they both died together. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then I started really connecting with his energy almost on a daily basis. The way energy works, it's like if I'm connected to somebody and their loved one decides to connect with me in that way forever, when I see you or I I think of you, there's always like a hello from them. There's always like a message. I can't explain it. That's why it's overwhelming for me because I I see a lot of people. I'm friends with a lot of people. I know a lot of people who've died. And so your cousin would always try to talk to me. And then your aunt was like, you know, I really feel like my sister could use a reading. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I mean, I'm just gonna warn you. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I I just feel like she needs you. I was like, all right. So I went to their house. I gave them a reading. I think from what Julie told me, there was a big awakening that happened Mm -hmm. for her. Then it's like, I ended up just sort of like hanging out with your whole family which was like so cool like it was just yeah. as, I it was like I had only like I knew Julie like very yeah. like five minutes at the bank when I would go there you know I happened to move to Salem had I never moved here I never would have met her yeah so it was it was just weird how the whole thing 
happened. Yeah. And then I started really connecting with your family and then Mm -hmm. Lauren, especially, she was just like so intrigued. And then she's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm doing a project. Would you be the featured medium? I'm like, sure. So I met her at Starbucks and we talked and, and so it's just, it was awesome how spirit wanted me to connect with all of you Mm -hmm. in all different ways. Your cousin, I feel like almost pushed me into everyone's life. Like, Mm -hmm. cause it all happens so quickly in the way things were connected and the way things happen. I almost feel like it, he was just like, okay, good. They're listening to you. Okay. So, and so then he would just channel things to me. I would walk in and be like, yeah, did you just move his picture? What did you just do with his picture? And then your aunt would be like, oh yeah, actually we just moved it across the room because we put something else on the shelf or something like little things like that. Then I start connecting with other family members of yours, grandparents, great grandparents, aunt, uncles, all this stuff, like just chit chatting. Yeah. That's okay. And it was really so cool how validating a spirit was for your family. Yeah. But this is why they're so validating because everyone is so open. Yeah. Even if you're grieving, you know, like when I sat with, Jane, I know her heart mm-hmm. was oh, in a million pieces yeah. and her grief was just through the roof, but she was hearing me. She was listening. Yeah. And I used, you know, I think David showed me like either his blanket or showed me his chest of things or yeah. showed me, there was something that he showed me that she, she just, she looked at her husband and said, okay, I felt so honored to be a part of that, that journey. Yeah. That's always going to be a journey, but I feel like it opened up a lot of doors for her, especially, and for your family to see the light around him Mm -hmm. and not so much the dark that was around them before. Yeah, it was, it was just so tragic. And Jane is like still struggling, but like, I think she's, she's come a long way, but it's like, it's been rough on her. Yeah. Especially. Right. And that's another thing for a medium. We as healers do a lot of shielding Mm -hmm. where we're listening. And we're here to help you, but I can't take your story in too deep as the human. Cause then I'm going to get distracted and almost completely I'll lose myself in it. I think working on the psych unit helped me deal with sitting with somebody who's upset because I worked there for 15 years. Like when we got an admission and a kid was crying in the corner, we'd feel bad. But when you do this for 15 years, it's like, okay, like you just, you just know how to just someone's having a hard time. You just know how to do it. You know how to get through it. And so I believe that that's why my mom sent me to St. Francis first Mm -hmm. to be the mental health worker before I actually really fully stepped into this second half of my journey, because it takes a lot of courage from the healer to sit with you and not fall apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I sat there with your aunt wanting to like console her and I kind of did, but I had to be, okay, I'm here to be the strong Mm -hmm. one for them. So I can't, did I go in my car and have a moment? Absolutely. After that reading, I did. I went in my car. I actually just drove and I parked by the water and I just, I let it all out. And I just thought, Jesus, I really hope I never have to go through something like that. I have four boys. And what if my boy gets into the car one day and just never comes home? I don't know what I would do. And then I heard my angel say, but Kate, this isn't your path. There's something here that David was trying to show his whole family. And I believe it was the beautiful light around something so tragic that can come through. 
Yeah, I feel like you just used like the perfect word that I was thinking about when it comes to like me from the outside thinking about mediums. It's just yeah. like the honoring and just like feeling so honored to get to be like mm-hmm. just like a part of that whole experience and to get to be there for them, but then also be that impartial person. It must be like just so great to be able to kind of like facilitate that relationship between like the living yeah. and the people that have passed on. And that is what is so beautiful about death is that people like me can step in where your grief is at its highest and I can be the reflection of it. I can be the reflection. To me, if there's dark, there's light. And if there's light, there's dark. Everything in the world to me has to be balanced. So why you feel so good on a certain day is because you know you were in the pits the day before. And something my mom shows me all the time across the veil, as hard as it is to be human. So the human existence is really friggin' hard. Okay. So I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It sucks. My mom always shows me, but Kate, once you cross the veil, you're always in a state of bliss, which is not a bad thing, but you never have that comparison again. So you never have that, like something really awesome happens for you. And you're just so excited and you're so like happy or you're so nervous because something really awesome is about to happen. You don't get that experience anymore because you're living in that because you didn't have the the wonderful experience happen to you yesterday. So that's why when it happens today, it's like this big, this is so much like, so how excited I was to be on here with you guys. If I was on here every single day for like my existence, Mm -hmm. tuning in every day eventually would be like, okay, we're doing this. Awesome. There wouldn't be this excitement. That's how it is being on the other side. They're always in a state of bliss. So there's no, there's never a comparison. So, I mean, I know we've been like, obviously talking about the word medium, Mm -hmm. but I mean, obviously we know what a medium is, but if anybody's listening and they've somehow never even heard of a medium or the Long Island medium, (laughs) just like, Mm -hmm. how would you describe the word medium to someone who didn't know what it was? A medium is simply an intuitive being who has perfected or who has decided to narrow the channel to souls who were human before and now have crossed the veil. And I say that an intuitive being because there are many people who are psychics and mediums. I've got asked this question a lot. Some people use a psychic medium. Some people say they're a spiritual medium. Some people say they're a professional medium. Some people say they're just a medium. Like what's the difference? Like, is there a difference between a psychic medium and a spiritual medium? To me, whatever you put before the word medium might be where your gifts sort of lie. So if you're a psychic medium, you may get really crazy psychic hits during your sessions. And that might be like your, that that might be why you call yourself a psychic medium. I call myself a spiritual medium, not because I don't get psychic hits, but because I like to take this experience and almost look at it from a little bit bigger of a scale of like your whole spirit, like how losing your cousin actually fits into your whole spiritual existence here. Not necessarily just a 60 minute session with me where I'm just going to spit out validation from your loved one to say your favorite, your grandmother's favorite color was red. You know, you have her ring. And to me, there's more to it than just that. And that's why I say, I call myself a spiritual medium. A professional medium just means that you are sort of, I like to say, out of the closet. 
<laughs> as a healer. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, so you're just, you are, you're on a more of a, of a professional platform. Really what you put before that word medium, I believe people choose. Sometimes people hear the word psychic and get a little more enticed, like, ooh, a psychic medium. Mm. The reason why I choose not to, to call myself a psychic medium is because I, if I say I'm a spiritual medium, I want you to be connecting with your own spirit. It's not me giving you the facts. I want you to like hear what I'm saying and I will validate your loved ones are around, but I want you to know I'm working on your whole spirit. I'm doing energy work as I'm sitting with you. So that's why I like to class myself as a spiritual medium because I'm a crazy spiritual person and that's just who I am. I saw this cool t-shirt on, uh, you know, those Facebook, you know, like Facebook reads your mind. Yeah. And they put yeah. the ads on your, on your yeah. newsfeed. Uh-huh. I literally, in my head, I didn't say it out loud. I said it inside my head. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm going to create like a t-shirt that like talks about who I am, like really who I am, like crystals and meditation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I saw like crystal loving, chakra balancing, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but mm-hmm. that was just simply, I feel like, you know, it totally, but it, it, it totally classified who I was. Cause I am all of those things. I've, I just have like this burning question. So when yeah. I would watch the Long Island medium, she would always talk about like spirit, spirit guides. Like, do you have like, a, just what is it? <laughs> I guess is like what I'm saying. Like, how does it communicate to you? Like, do you feel it? Do you see it? Like dive in. That's a really big question. Yeah, big. So I'm just going to start with what is spirit? Because yeah. a lot of times people, that word gets thrown around a lot Yeah. to me. It just sort of like, is it your spirit? Is it another spirit that's mm-hmm. is outside of you? To me, spirit is your soul in the soul of other beings that are connecting. Everybody has, has spirit guides. Everybody has guardian angels. Everybody has these guides that you've never met. People say like, oh, if I say that my mom is my guardian angel, is she really a guardian angel? Like she's an angel. Like my mom's an angel, but there are angels that are almost a little above her that I've never met, but support me as well on my spiritual path. In my life uh, coaching course, we actually really dive into the difference, you meeting your spirit guides and you figuring out how your guide shows up to you. So one of my chief gifts is my sight. And when I was trying to connect with my spirit guide, I, his name is Chino and he's Peruvian and he's really hot. So he's like a really hot angel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the way he came to me <laughs> was like muscular, yeah. half dressed with a sheath and really, really hot. Right. <laughs> I started connecting with him. I started seeing a lot of hawks and that's one of his chief symbols to me is a hawk. So I know when he's around because he'll send me these birds like in mm-hmm. abundance. I was working at the hospital and we had to take a kid to the main campus because I don't know, they punched a wall or something. And we had to go to the, to the emergency room. And the EMT got out of the freaking ambulance. And the one thing that about my spirit guide that sort of makes him a little bit different than like your average Joe is he has long, long, long dark hair, mm-hmm. but it's always pulled back. And he has these really dark eyes. They're almost like black eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. This dude gets out of the ambulance, the driver. And there stands, I swear to God, my spirit guide. I'm looking at him. Like I couldn't, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, there he is. Oh my God. And so I'm like, how is he appearing in like human form? And so I heard 
Chino say to me, well, you want to see me? And so here I am having this conversation as we're putting a kid into the back of an ambulance. Wow. I'm like, but you're showing me yourself in real. He goes, yeah, I can do that. I had never known that could happen before. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I've never even heard of that happening before. So that was the first time I saw him. I start a kickboxing class in the last few weeks because I wanted something different in my workout routine. I walk into the class, the instructor, long, 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 dark hair. Now we have to wear the mask. And so all I can see are his eyes and they're like black eyes. And I'm like, huh? And he's muscular. And he's like, he's not, he's on the thinner side, but I'm like, oh my God, like it's a, it's happening again. So now I get to see him like three times a week, which is super exciting when like he is hot to look at. So, I mean, that's, that's also like a great thing on kickboxing. It's like my, I feel like it's my spirit guide. Like, I feel like, I feel like I have to work harder because, oh my God, like my spirit guide's looking at me. Everybody has guides in that way. And so when a medium just says I'm talking to spirit, it's like all of them. It's your loved ones. It's to me, if you believe in God or whatever your higher power is, it's the universe, your ascended masters who are like your Buddhas or like your mother Mary. It's your loved ones who've crossed. It's your pet. It's yourself. I mean, we're a soul. So if you're connecting with spirit, you're connecting with your soul too. So, I mean, it's sort of like a mixture of everything, but when I'm sitting with you, I try to really like bring it in to those who've crossed. I try to like narrow the the path a little bit. They like to show me a lot of number sequences. That's another thing that's huge from spirit. Have you ever heard of angel numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are huge. And the reason why they send us a lot of numbers is because numbers are available all the time for us. Right now, you can find a number. If you were inside your room or your wherever you are right now, there's a number sequence that you can see whether it's a clock, whether it's something like a serial number on a computer, what, whatever it is, you can find the number sequence. So numbers that are very easy for them to send to us. So I would say, look out for like your 111s. A lot of people see like 1111s, 111s. What does that mean? I teach about that. I teach about all the number sequences and what they mean. It's just, it's interesting how spirit like finds a way to connect with us on all levels. So cool. It's funny that you say that. Cause like I was born at three 33 in the morning. Oh, I, look at that. I like see it all the time on the clock. Like I'll check my phone and it says like three, three, three. And I'm like, that's I don't know. Awesome. So yeah. sometimes that's, you know, <laughs> like, when you're, cool, when but... you're born, like if somebody might be born on like 222, yeah. like, you know, uh, February 22nd, mm-hmm. which actually my dad is born February 22nd. I always say like his birthday is a little bit special in that way. Sometimes people have died on their birthdays. I have a lot, I've had people who've crossed that they actually cross on their birthday of that year, you know? So like if yeah. my, one of my really good friends, she was turning 36 and she died on her 36th birthday. Wow. And I said to myself, I said to Spira, I said, what does that mean when you exit on the same day you entered? Yeah. I know. And it's some crazy closure of your yeah. chapter of your soul book. It's like a complete, like you did your complete chapter, like from the beginning to the end. Yeah. So it, it, it was this cool thing that they showed me well, in my mind. Like a beautiful way to look at it and like make it a yeah. little bit happier. Full circle for sure. And like, I know when yeah. you were just talking, you were talking about how like you see some of your gifts. Are there like other ways that your gifts manifest as well? Like, can you like touch or like hear stuff? <laughs> oh God, if I heard stuff, yeah. I would probably jump out of my skin. <laughs> They'd be like, um, can you, um, can you like schizophrenic? <laughs> spirit touches me all the time like I feel nudges I feel like taps so 
sometimes when I have like a little kid in spirit, they might come play with my hair because they like oh. my curls <laughs> and I'll feel it. Yeah. Like her curls. You know? So yeah, spirit to me can show up in tangible ways, but also I do a lot of feeling. So I'm mm-hmm. like somebody who walks into a room and feels it out. If I'm sitting with somebody, I can get a feeling how the reading is going to go. Like within the first five minutes, I already know if they're going to be super open or if this is going to be a huge struggle. It sort of works like that. There's so many different ways to connect with spirit. Everybody has a, a, a different, you know, all different ways. We all connect in all of those ways at some point. But my chief, chief way is to go in through my heart center, which is to feel. And then I immediately see. But that's sort of how it works. I all of a sudden see the L's or I'll see Are we a losing? number. But that's pretty much, you know, how spirit always speaks to me. Sometimes they talk about dates. Um, like right now for you guys, I'm seeing the number 10. Uh, this might be the month of October. This might be an anniversary or birthday that happens on the 10th of a month. I'm scared now. I'm like, is something going to happen on December 10th? I know, <laughs> no, right? I'm nothing's like, going to happen on December 10th. Oh Sometimes I just <laughs> see these number sequences. Yeah. So just keep it in mind. Number 10 as a number, as an angel number. And for me, the number 10 talks about being on the right path. Also remembering to stay connected with your soul. Your soul always needs a chance to talk to. Your soul is like the shy, the shy voice. It doesn't get an opportunity very often mm-hmm. to come to the surface mm-hmm. because your ego is so loud all the time. Yeah. Wow, that is so fascinating. That's crazy. everything you, I could literally listen to you talk all day. I know. Like, I can't even <laughs> imagine, like, looking at people and being like, okay, like, does, like, this number mean anything? I, no, just saying, like, having that come to you. So, well, yesterday, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. You go ahead. You're more important. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I had a group reading. And so, what I'm actually offering right now are group Zoom readings where cool. people can get their whole family together on a Zoom. And I have, like, eight My people mom. on there. You should do that for her. My mom is like obsessed with like, well, I mean, like, I think she saw a medium like, like two months ago or something yeah. and she loved it. So she probably like that. No, that's a great, I know Warren got that. So from- what I did with, I did this group and the first thing I heard was I heard, I heard this mother energy say, I'm not at the hospital when I die. I'm, I'm at home and people are surrounding me on the floor. That was the first thing I heard. And so I asked the guy's mom died of a heart attack suddenly at the table eating dinner and she was on the floor and everybody was there and he just, I could tell he just, he wasn't ready to hear it yet. Yeah. Like that was the first thing I got. I, I didn't yeah. even like ease into it. Like oh, who's the L initial or who's the, it was like, who's laying on the floor and there are people around them. They're not at the hospital and they literally die on, on their kitchen floor. And he was just like, <sighs> so yeah. sometimes I get really crazy, like that kind of hit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just super subtle. Like David is always sending you dragonflies like all the time. And so the dragonfly being I see them all the time in the yeah. dragonfly also is the only animal in the animal kingdom that can fly upwards, downwards, side to side and stay still, believe it or not. And so whenever that dragonfly symbol comes up, for me, it's always an extra reminder, not only hello from heaven, but you have the ability to have your energy be that flexible too. So you might see that on a day where you're being like very extra in a one way of being and your energy is just trying to remind you that you have the ability to kind of be flexible here, mm-hmm. feel the feels, but don't get stuck in them because mm-hmm. you, you have the ability to do that. Yeah. So, you know, they send me animal things like this, like bunnies or hawks. Hawks are really huge. They show me a lot of hawks a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, a lot of times they'll do is they'll send me these this validation, but then they send a message right behind it, just saying like, "Look for my hawk." Not only is this a hello, but this is also a reminder about how strong you are, or whatever the message might be. But there's always a a reason why they're showing that particular symbol, and that's why I feel like I go the extra step because I want to know why I'm seeing a hawk and not a blue jay. And so I'll ask them, like, well, why am I seeing the hawk? The two years ago, I had this client and her husband had overdosed and he had struggled with addiction for a long time. And I said, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I want you to look for floating balloons, just like random floating balloons, like in the sky or like somewhere around you. She's like, okay. The next week she goes to church and there is a floating balloon on the sidewalk at like our, like a six foot level. She's like, Kate, I she took a picture of it. Cause she's like, you're never going to believe me. If I just tell you this, it was like following her. Like, like it was walking with her oh and God. she goes, Kate, it was, a, it was, and I told her to look for the purple balloon. It was a purple yeah. floating balloon. And it was, it was just weird. Like, and even so, I was just kind of taken back. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. So wow, like that's crazy validating. Spirit knows how to communicate with you if you're in the right space to receive it. Another question we had was just, this is a very broad question, but like what happens after you die? (laughs) Just if you could explain. I love that. Yes. And so this is what I believe, again, everybody has a different perception because no soul is the same. So I asked my mom because I felt like she was a pretty familiar energy. And I want to say, and so I asked her, I said, mom, what is heaven like? Like, what is that transition like? And the first thing she showed me was if you can imagine being wrapped in like an electric blanket and it's like freezing out and you're so like those cozy, like you're so cozy. Yep. That's what it feels like leaving your body. Everything around you is cold. Mm-hmm. right? Like your body, if you leave your body, like you, you get, you become cold, but your soul is so hot. It's so, I guess that that's the only image that she showed me was like an, an electric blanket. When you walk into this light, you're no longer a body. Okay. So this is very hard for people to understand. Like people are like, Oh, did they see, did my mom see her father? Because she always talked about how much she missed her dad. She sees her, my, my mother saw her family, but it wasn't like with these eyes. It was like this knowing you turn into almost like air. I can't, it's like a, it's like a movable, like she could be with me and she could be with my sister across the country. And she could be in Paris if she wanted to all in the same moment, because you move into a space that has no time or no definition. My mom showed me that how you sort of find your family. And because I'm a very visual learner, she shows me like everyone's family has like a different shade of color. So like, for instance, somebody's family might cross and like the shade of purple that my family showed her is different than the shade of purple that your family showed you. So you knew that was your crew. She also said to me famous people that are over here like Elvis she had a thing about Elvis she had a thing about Michael Jackson Uh she had a thing about like these superstar uh, Princess Diana like she she's like Kate when we got here we were all the same being and I'm like so you saw them she's like we were who I just saw someone's face that was weird so like sometimes that happens she kind of just explains to me how we're all the same we're all the same being. So it's this beautiful, very warm, inviting space that doesn't have definition. And that's like the only way I can use human words to describe what I see in my mind. But it's just like a blissful place that they sort of enter. And that's why they can be with us like in our living room 
and be 50,000 feet in the sky if they want to, because mm-hmm. they have the ability to be air, essentially. Mm-hmm. So like, is there hell or are there like bad spirits or anything like that? I believe that our hell is lived on earth. I believe the human existence is where that you feel your accurate. frustration. I believe that all the, I don't say the negative emotions, but the really hard parts of being human, like betrayal, grief. I believe that's sort of our hell. I believe there are lower energies. My belief is that there are energies that have all different kinds of vibration, but I also believe everybody goes to the same place. And so I have to, so this is how I have worked where difficult energies go when they die. So imagine, you know how you walk into the bowling alley and you give your shoes to, to the guy and they give you a pair of bowling shoes. Everybody goes through that process. You walk up to the sky. There's a guy standing behind a counter. They You hand him your earthly shoes. He gives you your heavenly slippers. They're like really pretty. They have feathers and they're sparkly and they're cool. You then make a beeline to the H&R block cubicle where you have to sort of sit and review your whole life. So if you've lived a pretty normal existence you know, maybe made some bad choices here or there, but you're kind of in like the normal, you might sit there for a couple weeks, maybe. If you had a really hard existence and like, let's say you killed somebody, let's say you killed many people, let's say you were a really not great person on the earth, you may be sitting in that space for a few lifetimes before you enter the gates, but you will eventually enter the gates, Mm -hmm. but it might be quite a while. And you might see a lot of people pass you before you get over there. Kind of like going off of that too. I just had like a question. Have you ever had something like almost like a scary experience when it came to like reading yeah. anybody or like, kind oh, of like, a, like, a, like a super <laughs> negative one? I don't know if you want to do so, that. <laughs> yeah. So when I first started opening this door and really consciously opening this portal in my 20s, one thing that I was consistently forgetting to do was to shield myself. Wow. And put areas of protection around myself because yeah. it's it was so eye opening for me. I just I didn't want to I didn't want to put anything that might hinder what I was seeing. So a lot of people who are trying to open up their gifts are afraid to like quiet it down because they're afraid they won't be able to open it back up just as wide. Except you actually wipe o- open it up a little bit wider because you are giving it a little bit of a break. There was this little boy who was attached to me, and I didn't know I had never met him. I don't know who he was. I didn't feel like he was like evil it wasn't like that he made me feel really sad like I, I I was like like borderline depressed and it wasn't me it wasn't my emotion I was feeling and there was no way to explain it except my teacher thank god she didn't think I was crazy I called her one day and I said Patty I'm having such a hard time because this little boy I feel like it's this little boy's life he's trying to like throw on to me and she goes okay so one thing I probably should have talked to you about or more, what happens is they get stuck in this little hallway, in this little channel between heaven and earth. They're like, they might've been a really, really bad alcoholic in, in life or drug user. Um, they might have done something really bad to somebody. They're like stuck in this hallway and th- that's the only way I can explain it. And then they see light, light souls, and they just like slime attach themselves, but start draining you. So like all of my emotion is now becoming his emotion. It it was almost like not an out of body experience, but sort of like something entered my energy field that I couldn't get rid of. 
And so I asked her how to do this. And she said, well, Archangel Michael, call him and he will help. You just have to tell him like what you want. And so I started doing a lot of meditation with him. And he came in and he, I felt the spirit literally one night during one, it took about 10 meditations before I could feel it. But literally I felt it like get off my body. I can't even explain. It was most freeing. I'm like, oh my God, it's gone. I woke up the next day completely fine. Like I had been like a hot mess for like two or three months. Like I could literally, I woke up like, oh, cool, good. He's gone. So now I know I just have to protect myself whenever I'm dealing with any spirits because you never know. That's just so creepy. But it's like, it's just so cool too that you can literally just feel that. I don't know. So are past lives like a thing? Good question. Oh yeah. Is that, yeah. Oh yeah. I totally so is past lives because just like the just like through science, you know, energy is never like destroyed; it's just recycled. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of thought like that had something to do with it. Past lives. This is something that again I'll share my story about learning about my past life. Oh my God. I did a past life regression, mm-hmm. and in my regression, I was in Salem. <gasps> Before I moved to Salem, this was in 2006. I met my husband in 2011 was in Salem getting stoned and it was because I was 16 and I was a medium and I was psychic and I was one of the witches getting killed. In my regression, I could feel them throwing the stones at me and I could feel myself dying. And so when I came out of the regression, I was, Patty was like, oh crap, where did I bring her? Because I went really deep, like I went real deep into it. Interestingly enough, whatever, six years later, I moved to Salem, Connecticut and my first drive here, I passed by the town hall and in my regression, I saw four white buildings. One was a church. One was a school. I, and I could see them in my regression and there was this big ass tree. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I was like tied to and getting stoned to. I passed by the town hall. The tree is no longer there, but the stump is still there and it's a sizable stump. And I actually went back and turned around. So I was like, there were four white buildings. There was the tree that was in the center. That's no longer there. And here I am in Salem and here I am in this lifetime, actively a medium, actively doing this service for the world. I did a little research and come to find out that Salem, Connecticut is very connected to Salem mass. Mm -hmm. And there's like families that are connected to this Salem that are very connected to that Salem. How the last year, somebody put an ad in the paper that said, we're looking for to rent office space. And I felt like I, that was my calling. I need to jump on this. And so I did. And here I am in Salem, Connecticut, practicing being a medium. People know about me. I get lots of looks, mm-hmm. lots of looks. People know what I do now. And I'm in the town that I got killed in, I believe. I feel like I'm almost clearing the karma from that, from that life mm-hmm. by living my truth in Salem, practicing in Salem, doing my work here. Nah. It's really weird how it's all connected. But oh, yeah. yeah, past lives are a thing. It's really hard to go into that meditation because you really have to like really let go. Like you literally have to let you, you can't be in any, you can't let anything distract you, which is really mm-hmm. hard. Our next question, when it comes to contacting like a specific person, like, do they come to you or like, do you have to like almost manifest them in a way? They'll come to me, mm-hmm. but I can't always promise how they're going to show up. So people will ask me all the time. I just want to talk to my dad and I'll try to connect to a father energy. And I may get 
very little validation, but I'm getting insane validation from a friend who crossed. In the moment that you're in, regardless of what you feel or who you feel you're supposed to connect with, your energy knows what it needs and what messages it needs in that moment. So that's why I always say to people, be as open as possible when you are trying to connect with the medium, because although you want to speak to one person, you narrow our connection to this little, little tube when it could be this huge gaping hole where we can go and grab a grandmother who crossed that you sort of knew, but that was very connected to the mom that you're trying to connect with because they share the same name or something like that. That's something so crazy. They don't seek me because I'm, I put my antennas up and I'm trying to find them. I guess, I guess I seek them more than they seek me, if that makes any sense. So when relatives come to visit during a session, like, can they speak other languages or is it like, Oh, so this, Yeah. So (laughs) when there's like a language barrier, because I have done sessions where there's a lot of translation, they'll show me something that's familiar to me. Okay. Like they'll show me if somebody was in the Navy, but they, whatever language they're speaking in, I don't speak. They'll show me my Navy symbol. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay. So any question to the Navy. Yeah. Right. And because energy doesn't run on one language, mm-hmm. it runs on energy. This energy knows what I know to connect with Oh, the person sense. in front of me. Yeah, no, that that honestly makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I was like, I, I like that was a, actually a listener question that someone submitted. They were like, like, oh, how does that work? And I was like, that's a really good question. Yeah, I never would have. Because if you're, you, you mentioned before how you were like, um, doing this with like people from all over the world. So like Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to speak English. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes they're going to use symbols that mean absolutely nothing to me, like absolutely nothing. Like I kept seeing somebody folding pretzels. I kept seeing like somebody making the pretzel, making the pretzel. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, like who makes pretzels over here? Right. And so I'm like, unless you're going to like Auntie Anne's, I'd be the only pretzel making place that I would visit. And so I'm just like, what the hell? So I just said it. I was like, is there anything around like, like the pretzel thing Mm -hmm. with someone like, oh my God, my grandfather lived in Germany. And that was like, he worked at a place where they plant, where they made pretzels. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I said something. You know, that's so cute. <laughs> but that, yeah. So they they use all different kinds of symbols, but something that I will understand to yeah communicate with their loved one. But I guess m- more on like a serious note, like what kind of advice would you give to somebody that was like looking for closure after like losing somebody? The advice I give them is that because we're an energy first and a body second, when we leave our body, we go back to the energy we were before we were a being here. We are, your energy is always running on this beautiful high vibration. And so your loved one is safe in heaven and it's us down here who have to grieve. But I always encourage people to look at the opposites of everything that's happening in your life, because everything is a reflection of everything else. So your grief is a reflection of the love that you had for somebody, which is like such a beautiful opportunity to love someone so deeply even though you're grieving them so deeply. So I always just say that reflection of love can never be replaced. And it's a beautiful experience. Look at death as an opportunity to connect in a way you've never thought to connect before. Use senses you've never had to use before. 
something I teach in my class is, is all about our chakras. And we have all these beautiful energy centers that are underused because we're always using our human senses. But we're an energy inside of this before we're this. So if you can connect with your chakra energy first, then naturally your other senses will show you your signs and symbols with ease. If you're seeking a sign and you're just missing somebody so much in spirit and you're not seeing your sign and you think they don't love you because they're not connecting with you or you think something's wrong with you, please know that everybody on the earth and everybody in heaven has their own ascension time. So don't get frustrated with the process. Take death as another experience and reflection of light and love because that's what it is when they cross. And that's what it can be for us down here if we take it as that kind of opportunity after we grieve. So another question we have is, have you ever talked to a dead celebrity? I guess we could talk about Prince now. <laughs> okay. You guys want to hear a real crazy story? Yeah. I, I got contacted by this random person. I, was, I have a client who's a massage therapist. She was seeing a shaman. And okay. so the shaman needed a medium to connect in, in the lady didn't tell my client who it was. Like, I just, I need, do you know a really good medium? She's like, Oh yeah, I know this girl, Kate. She referred me. I got there and it was her and this other woman. And I could feel something was different about this. They weren't related, but they were talking about the same person. I could feel it. So about halfway through the reading, I start seeing a lot of purple, like a ton of purple. And I'm like, ah, and I kept hearing, like, there's this once a princess song, uh, When Doves Cry. That's like, whenever, I, I love that song. I kept hearing yeah. that song. And then I heard the, then I saw the purple. And so I was like, this is going to sound so, in my head, this is going to sound so weird. Oh my God, they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm like, so are you guys going on a trip for like Prince or something? And they both nearly like lost their gourds because the whole reason why they called me over was because they were about to get on a plane the next day to go to Prince's house to go do a protest to try to figure out how he died because they say that he overdosed purposely, mm -hmm. but that's not what happened. And I kept seeing the plane. I said, is there something about the chef? Like is something in his food? And the theory is that there was something that happened on the plane. There was something put into his food or something snuck into his body. That's how he died because it was snuck in, but he did not, he didn't, it's being played that this was something he chose. It's not what it is. So they are doing a lot of investigations and they, so they were on their way to Indianapolis that next day. And they called me just for validation. And I happened to be free that day. Mm -hmm. And so then I started seeing Prince symbols everywhere and I still see Prince symbols every it's, it's really crazy. So yeah, I've talked to celebrities. <laughs> it is kind of sick. humbling. Any, any <laughs> other, <laughs> any other notable names? Well, Michael Jackson, actually, there's a couple times because my mom, it was obsessed with Michael Jackson. So she kept oh. saying how like she was so happy to see Michael Jackson and like how they got to sing together. And she was like, it's such a beautiful soul and blah, 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 blah. and so I started feeling like even though I didn't have someone to read I could feel like I could hear him talking to me just like oh, so wow. weird and yeah so him and Prince are like I would say the celebrities that have most that, that have come to like the surface enough with validation that's a little bit crazy that I'd be like yeah I definitely talked to them 
That's Which makes me sound crazy. Okay. I would, those are huge. I have. Right? Should we wrap yeah. up with the last question? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Our last question, our final question. Do you have anything else that you want to say about us? Oh, okay. Let me do a little, a little session for you guys. Okay. <laughs> so, so hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who connects to the month of February for either of you? That's her birthday. Okay. That's your birthday. So is there a grandmother energy on the other side? Yeah. Is your, okay. Is this your dad's mom? (laughs) I told you she, this is what she does. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like she's just honoring and just saying, well, happy birthday anyways. That might just be like her happy birthday symbol to you when look for the two, two, two symbols. But I also feel like this is just her way of saying that she heard you when she crosses here. So know that when, wherever you are, wherever she is, whatever's going on, I feel like she just needs you to know that it's all good, that she crosses the veil safely. And I feel like there's a dog that stands with her and is very connected to you. So just know that these two beings are very connected to you. Do you have a namesake for, are you named after somebody who crosses here, your first or middle name? Well, not really. Like I have like my grandma who's like still here and I have her middle name, but like actually, well, I mean like, so I'm like, I'm like Catholic. And so like my, like my like Catholic middle name is after my grandma. Like that past. Beautiful. Um, oh, that makes sense. Okay, beautiful. Oh, so very that. often, like, I was just about to say, if it isn't your like name name, it could be another name mm-hmm. of some other form. Just know this is grandma's way of just honoring that and saying that she sees that that you have that. Um, I also feel like look for pennies and dimes as a sim- as a symbol from her. So you might find is is your is this grandfather also across here? Yeah. Is your dad's dad? Okay. Um, who's the firefighter or law enforcement? Who's the one who either works, who's the first responder, or is there any connection to New York for you? My, like, my mom's brother was a police officer, and then, mm-hmm. like, my, um, like, my dad's dad, who's, like, passed away, like, he was in, like, the armed forces and stuff like that, so I guess it's yeah. not, like, first responder, yeah. but. Okay, so this might just be some validation from this grandfather saying that he was on the front lines or somebody that, uh, somebody might call him in a case of an emergency, mm-hmm. however that works, um, but I feel like for you, it's just important for you to know that your loved ones are very much around you all the time. Um, and they're always trying to speak to you and you're very sensitive and you, you hear them <laughs> and you see them and you know them. Um, so honor this about that. Um, I also feel like, is there any handwriting that's tattooed on you? That's me. Who's that? My grandma. So this is her way of just validating. <laughs> I'm like ugly. <laughs> She's ugly crying, guys. Oh my god. Oh my god, please. You don't want to see no, me I cry. Just, um, so this no, is just I grandma's way of say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. That's what happens. So I feel like this is just grandma's way of just validating this for you to say that she sees that you have this and she's saying thank you for keeping it so simple and to the point. She makes me feel like just know that. I'm following you on your path and she's very proud of you. She makes me feel like too, she's sorry that she crossed in such a, such a bad time. I don't know if the timing of her crossing was just not great, but I just feel like she just says, please know I see everything that's happened since I died. And I feel like David is so excited that we have now connected because he's like, there's been a missing link this whole time. And I feel like your whole family is just like, finally, you get to meet the missing link. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. That's crazy. I believe you just said that. Like you're literally wearing sleeves. Like she wouldn't have I know, you wouldn't have even seen it. That's so Yeah. Cool. And so um I can tell you uh, just one more funny validation before we wrap up here. I had a girl come into the office mm-hmm. and I kept connecting with her grandmother. And for some reason her grandmother kept showing me false teeth mm-hmm. over and over. And I was like, and in my head, I said, I'm not going to say that. Like, that is disgusting and gross. Why would I talk about false teeth? Finally, at the end of the session, I said to her about five minutes left, I was like, listen, I don't know. Your grandma keeps talking about her teeth. I don't know what this means. It gets even grosser than this. She literally opens up her purse. Oh. She pulls out her teeth. Oh. And she's like, I brought this because I knew there was no way that anybody yeah. would ever say that I brought false teeth to a reading, maybe a ring, maybe, yeah, a, but yeah, never false sense. teeth. And you just talked about her teeth. I was like, well, that's really gross that you're carrying those that's around, but really that's okay. Gross, but, um, but it's, wow. it's own, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Symbolism is crazy. Oh, that's so, so that's crazy. just sort of how they speak to me um, yeah, in that way. It's just sort of, I see things. That's so crazy. Oh. Seriously, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a cool episode. No problem. Thank you guys so much for listening, if you're even still here. Um, (laughs) We hope that you guys enjoyed it and just, I don't know, maybe got something out of it. We're going to leave Kate's information in the description of this episode. I will also be posting it on the Instagram and probably on our like link tree or something. We can leave a link to her website so that you guys can have easy access to it. She does Zoom meetings. She'll do it for like literally anyone in the world. You don't have to live in the U.S., So I think that's great. It's easily accessible to everybody. She has honestly like really affordable rates. Oh yeah, like we're like actually looking into doing one. And it's really cool because she actually does family reading. So if you wanted to do one with your family, you could all get together on Zoom. My mom said she was interested. Yeah, so and she's literally, if you couldn't tell from the episode, she's a doll. She's the nicest person ever. So um, if you have any questions about anything, I'm sure you could reach out to her on instagram and yeah but just thank you for listening yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next monday love you mean it love you mean it